Hey, welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Cosplay Court has not uh, taken off yet. I have not heard back from Byron Allen. No, but yeah, uh, well, we have word out to Byron Allen. I mean, Cosplay Court, just the title alone. I mean, yeah, I'm in. I'm and, personally in. And I think uh, I think I'm down with your pain. You know, each thing has to settle in stamps. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's just you know that's to draw. You know, yeah. the draw is like actually the cosplay, but then you know one-upping that you know it's like okay now i ordered you know judgment order to pay in stamps or pokemon cards no no it could be really any of these sort of monetized things but it has to be something like stamps pokemon cards trading cards something that you know is (laughs) like you owe him two fuzzle mcduzzle pokemon (laughs) cards Three uh, dinosaur beanie babies and uh, two uh, two stamps. Yeah, and the most serious looking judges too. Gavel. <laughs> the the gavel is actually Thor's hammer. Yeah, because it's cosplay court. <laughs> it's like um, by the power of the gods, the, the, the case is now. <laughs> it's, it's, getting, it's getting better and better. Steve Harvey dressed <laughs> up and everything. He's like, what am I? Do- Wait, what am I doing? Making money? That's what I'm doing. We put him in a fat suit. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Dre- he's not in a. How about he's not in a costume? He's in a fat suit. It's called Fat Judge. <laughs> See, I, I gotta think that we have to do our inner Byron Allen. Yeah. You know, you got cosplay. He can do that one, but then he's also got to do Fat Judge. Or, yeah. So he's got to do. We got to make this into. Multiple. Strong bench because the guy's fat and has to hold him. So, and, but it's Steve Harvey and a actually fat suit. guys holding him. Yeah, I'm down with fat bench. <laughs> fat bench. Um, well, speaking of eats, the fame, on the, bench. the famed fat suit comedies that we found out like five podcasts ago that was actually a genre. Uh, yeah, I uh, I decided to watch. I, I watched Mr. Church. You did. I did. I, I pulled the trigger on Eddie Murphy's. He's not in a fat suit. Okay. Which uh, slightly disappointed me. Yeah, uh, that's probably why no one saw the movie. I think that's exactly why. Um, I only wanted to bring it up because I decided to watch because we had joked uh, either on or off the podcast when we saw the trailer. One, the trailer's weird. Go see the trailer because <laughs> the trailer is the whole movie. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Uh, the movie or the trailer? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, I've seen the trailer, so probably both. Yeah. It. I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, it's you know, the wife was out of town. It's like Mr. Sure. Church. Why not? Um, uh, the, the one interesting fact I did find out it was uh, Sam Jackson was supposed to be in it, but then he oh. backed out, and then Eddie Murphy got the the role. Did that change the movie? Not at all. The things that were the overarching thing, the sad part was that it was actually a really good Eddie Murphy role. Played it serious. Whole story is uh, actually vaguely remember the story now, even though I just saw it. wife's dying or woman's dying of cancer. She has a little kid. I want to say her ex husband leaves. Doesn't die, leaves, but spends money to hire a cook, who is Eddie Murphy, to mm-hmm. take care of the dying wife. So there, there's the, he's hired, it's 1960, mm-hmm. 70, it's 60, because I think we go to 70s and 80s in it. And he just plays a cook, just a know-it-all, he cooks every meal, and you're like, sure, I'll, I'll buy it. He's actually really good. Mm-hmm. You, you forget that Eddie Murphy is good, I yeah. guess. I mean, yeah. you have the movies like Norbit yeah. and stuff like that with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, there you um, go. Post-Oscar. So, post, a very post-Oscar. <laughs> but the thing, I think, the only reason I want to talk about it, which cracked me up, was that I think the movie wasn't very good, so they decided to add voiceover. A lot of voiceover. Wow. The movie is 95% voiceover, and it's the girl's voice. So what happens is, is the mom's supposed to die in six months of some sort of terminal cancer. He's hired to take care of all the cooking and make sure she's comfortable and make sure the daughter goes. She lives an additional six years, um, and then she dies, and then the girl comes home pregnant from college, so Mr. Church helps. He's Mr. Church. He takes care of the family. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, whatever, I buy it. But every musical sting and voiceover felt like the end of the movie so the, <laughs> it was the it was fascinating like, Lord of the Rings it was really weird so the first opening thing is it's uh, the daughter the voiceover is like mama was sick uh, something about mama being sick and then it was like then that was the morning I woke up and we had a cook and I didn't like him and the music was sort of stinging out and you're like okay great oh and then the next voiceover was I played it as if I didn't like his cooking, but overall, he was a fantastic cook. Credits? No, okay, we're still going. <laughs> Everything was like, wow. Mr. Church took care of my mom till the very end, and we're so, I've never been more grateful for a friend like Mr. Church. 
Oh, we're still going. Okay. <laughs> in every music, wow. it was like it had a music sting and a voiceover that went up. So like the, the cadence went up as if it was the end. It was like, that was the best summer of my life. Credits. And you're like, great. Every, and it was almost like the note was, we have to fix this movie. Because if you played it without the voiceover, it's just a, it's okay. Right. I mean, she lives longer than you expect, which you didn't think. He's a great cook. You know nothing about him other than he shows up every day, cooks breakfast, lunch, dinner, goes home. And that's all he cares about. He's like, you're not going to, I'm not giving up any information. Mm-hmm. Then you later find out he goes to jazz clubs to sing and he's an alcoholic. But he, <laughs> but even that was like sort of thrown away. Right. It's like, because she lives there with her daughter now and he comes home drunk every night from being at the club but in the morning he's fine he's cooking she goes he stumbled home one morning i saw the matches but i made sure i hit him so he didn't know i knew his problems next scene and you're like <laughs> oh my god this it was either her wow. just the way she read it or her narrate or the way she was told to read it but for 95 minutes was a voiceover that just led you to the end of this movie <laughs> it was just like i don't know what happens and it was it was a sweet movie it was okay sure I mean, Eddie Murphy was really good. Daughter was okay. But I think I was just so fascinated, I had to stick with it. It was just this cadence of the ending. Always like, he st- he was with us till the very end. Now I'm going to college. Oh, okay. I, I guess this movie's not over yet. It, and everything just was these build-up moments to another build-up moment. It never built, then went back down. And then you just, oh, okay, now we're at the end of the movie. It was... Um, it was it was fascinating. Wow, <laughs> and, and not like so much a hate watch. It was just more of a eh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I like Eddie Murphy. I grew up. Yeah, of course. I mean, how could you not? Me too. And I think he it was a good role for him to take. Like just on the whole, I mean, made zero money, so maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he needs to be a little more like Byron Allen right That's now. That's it. Uh, we all do. Fat fat bench. Eddie fat Murphy bench in a fat suit. Um, it, oh, I mean, that, <laughs> somehow Adam Sandler's in it too. Man, dressed as a woman. <laughs> See, I mean, we could just guy all day, all the twenty-four, all a twenty-four day. hour judge channel. I don't know. I mean, so I was basically so you, voiceover. I'm not mad. I don't. You need voiceover in something. Something's just it helps you. It's also a good fix if that's the way you want voiceover. But I don't know. I mean, how would you like? Is that a good fix for you? Would that be a way you would fix Mr. Church? Because Mr. Church would have been just a nothing movie. <laughs> okay. Mother sick ex uh, gets her a cook, which also sort of reminded me of the uh, of the toy with Richard Pryor, <laughs> which was like, I, I bought you a cook. Yeah, seems a little wrong, but I'll I'll run with this story. But there's no explanation on why why they're friends, why this guy knows Mister Church. Oh, really? There, no, no. It's she wakes up, they have a cook. That's it, oh, and then and then like, it's explained. Honey, I got in, you a cook. It's explained in the voiceover, which maybe was why they had a voiceover. Was um, wait, the, what, what happens to him, the guy? The guy just left. It was like all of a sudden the mother was on her own, dying of cancer. So she's dying of cancer. He leaves. He, he leaves and hires a cook. He, but he leaves her. Yeah, he's just not around. But he's not dead because I went back going. Wait, did did he die? And yeah. but then even if he was dying, how did he set up the whole thing with Mister? Uh, with Mr. Church. Wait, so and his wife is dying. Of cancer in six months. And he, so he's like, look, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, honey. Look, this is going to be terrible. Uh, exactly. But you could use some good food. But I'm going to get you a cook. Yeah. Okay, but, but that... also, here's the thing. There was no plan of what was going to happen to the daughter who, at the time, right. say she's eight or something, because we follow her life So I'm bit. leaving my... Our eight-year-old daughter in your care when you're sick with cancer, terminal cancer, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna leave. And then the cook's done. Once you once you die, once you die, cook is out. Yeah, he's he's just gonna stay around until you know you're dead. I think we have a flaw here. See, I mean, <laughs> the, the the script stage is where I, I we have to start all these things. Um, obviously, voiceover is the. It's the poor man's fix. Yeah. And and they a lot of people do voiceover uh to sort of fix things. And a lot of times, too often I think, it's it's sort of thrown out there as, you know, um a fix by like executives and like when you're getting notes. Mm-hmm. Um let's have some voiceover here, obviously. Let's have some music here. Um that that's not how you fix something, you know. If it's organic, like 
Goodfellas? And yeah, if it's written in yeah. the script, like right. narrator or, you know, older daughter narrates story, it's like, all right, well, they built it in. And that I forgive if they're using it as a fix, because if they're already pre-built a narration, you can go, let's re-record this one right. line to, yes. like, we can fix something organically without feeling like we're forcing in a fix. Right. But, but just, you know, retroactively going in and making a lot of uh, nods to the off uh, audience or guiding them in a way where you're like, okay, now I get the scene because someone told me what it's supposed to be about or mm-hmm. what happened, what kind of backstory. You know, general wisdom is not to use voiceover at all, mm-hmm. whatsoever. But it's not like it can't be effective. It's just like when you write, you have to you have to try to make it. I think you try to have to make it work without voiceover. Mm-hmm. If you can't, you know, it can be used to great success. Goodfellas, Shawshank Redemption. You know, you have this voice, this sort of Shawshank Redemption, sort of a, even though it's Morgan Freeman. I was gonna say, God. I mean, if it was Morgan Freeman and Mr. Yeah. Church being the voice, I would have been this. But, is the that, best but that's movie the thing. Ever. But that's the thing. You go, huh, I'm lulled, <laughs> you know, I'm comforted by Morgan Freeman. Um, his voice, Mr. Church came by, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I would have watched. I would have watched it four <laughs> times by now. <laughs> right. And then Eddie Murphy was good. You got Morgan Freeman's voice. Yeah. You know, that's when you just pay Morgan Freeman. Like, if there's any voiceover for anything, you just got we pay Morgan Freeman, even if it's like. Like a YouTube uh, web series, you, you pay Morgan Freeman. And I think I would have rather had a third-person narrative of voice as opposed to the daughter right. doing the voice. And maybe that was it. Maybe because it could have been this mythical person or who God, Morgan Freeman, yeah, telling you this story of Mr. Church. Right. And then maybe, once again, there is no – like maybe the uh, – once again, now I'm rewriting the script – Mr. Church is just maybe an overall just metaphor for something else. Like, he's there to help, but it's like maybe he doesn't exist. Maybe he's like Mary Poppins. Right. He just shows up when needed. Well, I know you can't rewrite the script, but I just think they had, they should have. I mean, the fact that I'm asking about the wife and the husband goes off. And then you get distracted by voiceover instantly. So I was like, wait. So he left and did a thing. Wait, why? Why is the voiceover feel the? Why is she so mad about having a? Okay, whatever. And then I just sort of zoned yeah. out for the next ninety minutes. Yeah, trying to be baffled by this. I just don't know how you leave your wife. Like initially, how much time did she get? Did well, she ended say? up living another six years. But I mean, like when he, but he had left by then. Yeah. So he thought it was going to be six months. Six months, right? Yeah. So six months. You know, I'm not going to use you as an example, yeah, but like say. Six months, she's she's gone. Yeah. Do you do you think about bolting at that point and hiring a cook? And I feel like and, and an eight year old daughter. Yeah, and I feel like how about a cook and a caregiver? Like I feel like right. Like, I mean, just hiring a cook doesn't. I think he probably thought it was also he was also going to be a caregiver. Yeah, but then the weird thing is, so we'll jump around a little. Okay, I mean, I we'll, we'll even talk about the movie too much more. But the fascinating thing, which I sort of like, you know, like those little things that stick where the mom was cutting coupons. So when he would go grocery shopping, you know, it was kind of her thing because she was sick. I'll cut coupons for you. So the mom's already dead and we're in the and the girl wants to go to college for some reason. They still live together. They don't really explain it. He's like, well, here's all the money. He goes, you can go to that college. I saved all the money I would have spent had I not used coupons. And I was like, wait, what? So at the end, it's one of those things where it's like, because you see it for one second. He goes to the grocery store, but he also seems like he's baffled and he's never been in a grocery store before because he hands coupons and it's like, oh, this is your new doll. Oh, wow, I saved. Uh, so you think, I, so you said I saved $6? You've not <laughs> been to a grocery store before? A You're cook. a cook. He's a cook. Um, so, so what he was doing then was, my guess was if it was $30 and then with coupons it went down to 22 he was taking that eight and putting it to the side. It's yeah. like, well, that's not how coupons, money's already taken. So he was then taking more money from this magical money. He had to take care of the, the mom. So I don't know. Because at the very end, he gave her this wad of cash to go to college. And I was like, one, I don't think that's how it works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hands her a bag of bitcoins. Right, go. exactly. There you go. It's I don't even know what this is. This will either get you in for five years or one month. Bitcoin fluctuates. Just, we no one know. understands it. Right. That would have probably uh made it a little more interesting. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, it's just big holes in this thing where it's like, from the script stage, you know, do you think an executive goes, no, wait a minute. So he leaves both of them and just gives a cook? And I just don't understand. But the daughter's mad about the dad leaving? Is that what it is? No, the daughter's mad they have a cook. Because she doesn't know who it is. Like, she's like, all of a sudden we had a cook. And she was baffled by it. And then she loved the food but didn't play off that she liked the food. I don't know. I don't. Is why? It, why? Is it is it affect her dad not being there? No, she, we don't talk about that anymore. No, oh. that's never mentioned again. That, that, no, no, that's not talked about okay. anymore. That is not part of the oh, story. so they had a, a little meeting or something with it. We're not going to talk about him. Yeah, no, no, we're done. He's already left us, but he gave us a cook. Right, and, so they, and so they talked about the fact that we're not talking about him anymore, and we have this cook, right? We have a cook now, so we don't have to talk about your dad leaving me six months to death. So they explained that. They, they, oh, no, no, oh, we, no. She just explained she woke up and there was a cook. Oh, she woke up and there was a cook. Nothing they, about dad forever. Never looking around going, huh, well, where's dad? Yeah. <laughs> Feels like he should be around for this, but I mean, he did give us a cook, so we're okay. So he's like the surrogate dad, right? Basically. Yeah, basically. That's kind of that the overarching thing <laughs> right. is that she looks to him as, um, you know, a friend. Right. But see, my whole thing about with these movies is like, the I think we talked about the uh, looking at things that affect you mm-hmm. and that you respond to and figure out why that is. Right. You know, there's nothing that affects you that's kind of half done or mm-hmm. half baked because internally you're like, I don't really believe this. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going on along in this ride. You have to earn it. You have to earn all these things and you have to set up a world where, and show us, you know, the old thing, old adage where it's like theater is a uh, tell me medium and uh, film is a show me medium. Mm-hmm. You have to show all of these things. You have to do it. You can't uh, be bailed out by voiceover and all these things. You have to show it. And the great thing about film is that you can, you know, with all these angles and all these things um, that affect us. Nonverbal things, visual things that affect us. With this script, it just seems that, you know, they just sort of like the overarching thing is you say she's he's like a surrogate dad to her she learns to get along yeah. with mr church and all this stuff sweet story yeah. but you have to make make us sort of believe that you know it wasn't incredibly incredibly shitty of the father to just leave his wife and daughter yeah. alone and just replace maybe himself with a cook yeah until the mother dies. So when the mother dies, I guess the kid is on her own. Yeah. Because the kid's eight. You know. So in six months, the kid's still eight. Yeah. So I, oh. You never saw a grandmother, a yeah. grandfather, never saw an aunt, never saw an uncle, never saw any of that. It was, I mean, I would have taken a voiceover the day, like if the mom wasn't dying. The day my father died was the day we got our cook. Oh. All right. So the dad died, but in his will hired a c- and that would have that would have that would have been this fine. conversation wouldn't even really been happening and that would have been great and then maybe the mom dies six months later by something else and then the, the friendship with you know the cook the cook takes her into his family or something but there's but i think the only reason you justified the mom had to live six more years so the daughter became like 18 or something or uh 16 i think it was yeah. and then well see and then there's a the thing and you know that's how it is like well you know she's got to live six more years because the daughter's going to be the thing is you have to lean into drama you have to go okay yeah it may be harder to write but you have to have the dad in it you have to have the dad left mm-hmm. for some reason and the mom is livid that he left her. And I know ultimately, I guess the story is not about that. But as a, as a B story, yeah. <clears throat> you can have that sort of drama going on, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And the the daughter having some sort of uh, antipathy towards the father because he just left the, the two. Like, yeah. what's going to happen to me now? Yeah, I, I would have figured her anger that she sort of had with um, Mr. Church at first because her dad left. But that, that's like literally it's a line where I'm like, wait, why? And then we just moved on yeah. to more voiceover and Mr. Church. And then like Mr. Church, probably in a movie, very quickly sort of eases her tension. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously her mother's dying. It's very tense. Dad leaves, you know, eight years old. She probably doesn't know really what's going on, but she's still... 
sort of uh, the actress maybe couldn't handle it. Maybe they the to... little girl was okay. Her older version of herself was just like meh. Okay, and I was like, all right, but I don't blame her. It was there were other things. Yeah. Well, and the first thing that pops up, which I'm looking at now, I forgot because I was I, I wrote it down, but I couldn't find my note. Was inspired by a true friendship. I was like, well, is this a true story? Or is it just inspired by friendship? I, I didn't know. And but now I'm looking. It's like uh, the screenwriter. It was based on a story, which uh, it was just based on some story that was in a newspaper or something. That the cook who came to live with us. So probably based on something completely yeah. different. So she was trying to jazz it up off screen. Right. It's like, hey, we'll do this. I'm trying to see like if there was any other things that might have like uh, Sam Jackson would have been pretty good. Yeah. Although, once again, Eddie Murphy was great. Shot in Los Angeles, November 24th through January 12th. Okay. Oh. Short. Okay. Uh, production budget of $8 million. So Eddie got seven? Exactly. <laughs> or at that point, this could be something. Maybe he got this script. Or I'm replacing Sam Jackson? Right. You know, maybe yeah. in his head it's like, oh, maybe this will be my third comeback role or something. Um, right. And then he does that, and then he does Norbit 4 for like $40 million. Right, where he takes all that and puts it in his pocket. Exactly. <laughs> the director also directed. Wow, he's been directing for a while. Um, see, go for the old anything I've actually <laughs> heard of. Her alibi. Mm-hmm. Oh, driving Miss Daisy. No way. I guess I should. This is sort uh, of Bruce a... Bearsford. Yeah, he's he's been around for a while. Yes, this is in his wheelhouse. By seeing yeah. that, yeah, his wheelhouse. Um, um, well, this is sort of driving Miss Daisy ish. It is. Well, he sure directs a lot. A lot of things I haven't heard of. Oh, he did the new Roots for TV. Hmm. So, I mean, not doesn't give you anything, but there you go. I think I was just more baffled. Like Eddie Murphy, good for him choosing a smaller film. I think that's maybe why we even first started talking about. It. We yeah. saw the trailer and went, "Good for him. He's not in a fat suit, right? Not yucking it up. Trailer's terrible, but maybe he's okay and he's good." I don't know. It's just such a weird... It's kind of sad to see... I mean, granted, he's not doing sci-fi movies. You know, it's not like he's in Sharknado right. 5 or something, which would be a good payday for him. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just kind of weird to see Eddie Murphy. It's like, can't seem to hold on to anything. Like, I mean, these movies that he has, like... Uh, it's funny, our PA on the show I'm on worked on A Thousand Words mm-hmm. or whatever. That was at one of his Eddie Murphy. He's like... He, he told me when he did it. I was like, what do you mean you did it that long ago? He's like, no, it sat on the shelf three years before they released it. Oh, I had no idea. He was just a PA, like yeah. a set PA or something. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, no, it just sat on the shelf because they didn't know what to do with it. I was like, oh, man, Eddie, can't think of an Eddie Murphy. Like, the only way it would sit on a shelf was that they were waiting for a better time. Right. Like, oh, this isn't a February movie. This that is was a like summer a, movie. That was like a comedy Eddie Murphy vehicle where yeah. probably make some money doing yeah. it. So this was like, wow. yeah, like how does... I mean, now he just does Shrek all the time, I think. So, I, I don't know. I, it was There were so many weird things about this movie that should have been... It didn't fit into, like, a hate watch. So, it wasn't, you know, Shark Lake or, you right. know, some sort of Vin Diesel, Nick Cage film. Right. I think I was just sort of like, well, maybe this is maybe this is a perfect Netflix film. Like, oh, people will see it. Maybe he'll do... Just a, a weird thing that they try to fix with voiceover. Or if the voiceover was in there... It may have been. You never they know. just ended up adding more. Like... Yeah. Oh, this isn't working. So, I mean, I feel like she probably went into the booth. Oh, I'm doing some uh, little voiceover ADR. Great. Gave her a 30-page script and went, what? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it works. You just keep adding stuff in the edit bay, you know, adding more and more voiceover because you're like, oh, I just how do we get from here to here? Yeah. Uh, put in some more voiceover. And it's like, oh, well, I guess we got to book out a day for. I wanted the one where it's like, should we put something in here on why the, the father left or something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now she just wakes up and there's a cook there, but the mom's dying. <sighs> okay, sure, whatever. It's like, I'm waking up and there's a cook. Like, your mom's dying in six months. And you know your mom's dying, so it's not like it's a surprise to this little girl. Yeah. So it's not like they're just trying to keep keep it, uh, you So know. she had been diagnosed for a while. Yeah, so it's one of those things they know. It's not like the daughter's like, mom's sick? All of a sudden we got a cook. Dad's gone, but I'm not going to talk about that. Dad's gone. He went somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that would have been the day, you know, the day dad died was the day we got a cook or yeah. the day dad went to into the army. You know, like you needed something as the, the when my dirtbag dad <laughs> left or whatever. But he gave us a cook. So we're so we're yeah. all good. I think dirtbag dad is better just because dad died 
Yeah. From something. And then mom dying in six months. That's hard for a little girl. Then you have to wheel in. And then are you a dirtbag dad? But it's like, well, I went to the expense to hire someone who will stay here because after his six months, wouldn't he have been like, she's still alive? I was told six months on this job. Yeah. And like, <laughs> where's this wealth of money coming yeah, exactly. from? And I don't know. There was a. There's just a lot to it. So basically, I was looking at Eddie Murphy's little discography, discography, filmography. Yeah. Mr. Church was last year. Thousand Words, that movie that was shelved. I think they shot in 2010 and came out in 2012. Tower Heist, he doesn't, he hasn't really. Yeah. I mean, sort of. Almost it's everything has been. Uh, almost everything's been nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award. So he's yeah. really good in the. He's getting nominated yeah. for a lot of those. What about um, Dream Dream Girls? Right, he got an Oscar. Now. Oh, that would have been the one. Where was Dream Girls? What year was that? Oh, 2006. God, I always forget he was in that. Yeah. Man, it's been 11 years since he's had Jeez. something that people had talked about. But he followed that up with, which I followed my Dream Girls. Oh, that's good. Norbit. That was like, that was his his follow up. Well, Granny probably shot them at the same time. Right. So just, I mean, it wasn't like he went off the Dream Girls Oscar. Oh, I lost. Let's get back in a fat suit. Or maybe he did. I mean, it's Eddie yeah. Murphy. and uh, It's a big payday. And then it was. Uh, Shrek movies, that's just money in the bank for him. Money and then, records from his house. And then it was just sort of crap movies after that. So, I know. So, there's a Mr. Church if you want to. There you go. Watch it and be sort of baffled and try to figure out your own voiceover or something. I don't know. It was, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. They, but it, once again, that's that thing that we talked about before. That, like, there's the, the amount of outlets. I go on Netflix, there's a thousand movies. Oh, yeah. People with names like Eddie Murphy. Like, oh, an Eddie Murphy movie. I'll watch it. I and mean, that's just crazy that there's that many where there's just some that are fall off and you watch it. It's like it, it was well made. It wasn't poorly made. Just Eddie Murphy film that gets stuck in the ether of Netflix. It's amazing how much content is put out there now. And of course, there was like 25 producer, production companies on it. You know, two of them were Chinese companies. Right. And it's like, really? For $8 million? I get it. $8 million is yeah. a lot of money. I mean, we're no Byron Allen. Right. But it's true. Yet. But it just sort of seemed like that was a lot of distro deals they got. I wonder, I mean, it's like, didn't in the end, did they make 10 million? It's like, all right, <laughs> we did it. Yeah. I would probably didn't make 10 million, you know, make 10, or maybe, maybe in uh, distro deals, yeah, yeah, maybe right. like, uh, you know, he's gotta be big somewhere Yeah, still. Like, I mean, it's like, Oh my God, he's huge in China or something like that. So it's like, Oh, we'll give you $6 million for the distribution rights of Mr. Church. Yeah. And you know, it's, Oh, Eddie Murphy. Great. Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh, he's not. an alcoholic cook. <laughs> this movie's the worst. <laughs> it's like you're expecting Beverly Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy. Because he comes in, he's got a big smile, no laugh. He doesn't break out the laugh once. The the Eddie laugh or anything. He smiles a couple times, wears a little pork pie hat or whatever it is. Uh, it's like, all right, Eddie Murphy. Oh, this story's kind of depressing. <laughs> Wait, the father left? That's just, I mean, it's you the whole time watching it. Wait. Yeah, I'm like, what, what happened? Oh. I feel like I need an I need a rewrite. I need some voiceover done. Um, yeah. And moving on to maybe a possible new segment, John. I, I think you were talking of, uh, two ago by being out of work, which you're soon not going to be out mm-hmm. of work anymore. Kickstarter. How you like to visit the Kickstarter and see what's out there? Kickstarter is a great God. It's such a great vehicle. And and you know, there's like others like Indiegogo and all those. But uh, yeah, they have some really amazing projects on it across the board yeah i so i decided last night i was looking because i knew we were going to be recording i was like i'll do it and then maybe start a new segment of kickstarter my heart oh okay. i was i was working with something i was gonna get kickstart go, my heart go, and I was let's like, go with it let's go with i mean it's no cosplay court i mean is it yet. anything really no one's gonna be cosplay court so I was, uh, things that baffled me because i hadn't looked at kickstarter in ages things i usually like my uh, i have a standing desk because i'm a hollywood douchebag and everyone yeah, has a standing desk everybody now everybody does now mine was actually a kickstarter backed program like it was one of those things i found it made a it, and i was just looking for one because we both have a mutual friend that has uh, like the ergotron which is the you know six hundred dollar i don't want a six hundred dollar standing desk because if i hated standing i have a six hundred dollar doorstop in my storage so i got this one really good it was um ready desk they had a good review they got their funding on kickstarter and now they're a company i mean they actually hit a lot of like because it's six pieces that you put together just slap it together put it on your desk and i've been using it for two years now and i actually really like it and since in our business like we were talking about either on the last pod is the only thing that changes show to show is our office every show we work on is the same we just change an office so i'm always going to have a desk i just bring out my little wood thing pop it on and it 
it holds everything. It's great. I actually mm. really like it. So it's like a Kickstarter has good things. But I mean, film-wise, so we we're talking about it. And things that baffled me a little bit were podcasts. People looking for money to start their podcast, which I get. You, I mean, that's why Kickstarter's there. Someone's sure. going to, I actually looked. And granted, we're not Byron Allen's, but I'm doing okay. It doesn't cost much to start a podcast. Right. I I mean, I probably spent more. There's people, you don't have to have the... Uh, the Zoom H4N. Thank you, Zoom H4N. And once again, I paid for it. No one gave me this. <laughs> they have other ones, and I bought mics off of Amazon. I mean, literally, I all in all, I use SoundCloud. We have Twitter's free. I'm not in the hole at all for starting a podcast. Right. And it's fun. I, I enjoy it. There's, you can even make it cheaper than we've even made it, and it's pretty cheap. So I think I was kind of baffled. It's like, why are you looking? You can do this right now. If you have an iPhone maybe just record one to see how you like it. It just seems like they were just looking for money to for the equipment and to start it. And it's like, I get it if maybe you're poor, but do you have any other content? Who are you? Right. Like, do you have a web channel that's doing really well and you're, you know what, hey, we, we're thinking of doing this. Maybe we'll have our fans support us. Is there a video or something where you go, okay, this is the content that we are going to... There was to... a couple that I, like, you start getting a little, like, you see it and you're like, nope, I'm out. Like, the minute, like, the page would come up, I'm like... No, I'm good. I'm sure you guys are good kids, but uh, I think you could probably just start a podcast on your own. And then maybe if you want to branch out more, right? you get a little fan base going, hey, we're starting a Kickstarter. We're, we're going mobile or something like that. Maybe if that's part of your gimmick right. or something. I don't know. I think it was just more baffled with some of the things people were looking to do entertainment wise. Some were great. Then my pick, uh, my pick of the week, Grandma Werewolf. Grandma Werewolf, and this is this is a feature film, okay, by Zachary Will, who I will uh, probably hit up on on the Twitter. Sandler, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. It was you're going through them and you click on one, and it's like, hey, we're looking to do, and it's not like, I mean, we have no pull. I just thought it'd be fun, right? Something different. It's like you could go come one, we go, oh my god, this cool thing on Kickstarter. We give them a little yeah. press, maybe some people see something. So I think what it was, you're going through, and it's like. Oh, I want to start a web series about I'm an uh, an out of work actor who lives at home. I've seen it, you know, and yeah. not like in a mean way. It's just sort of some things I felt like I had seen a thousand times, and some people's were good movie ideas. But I was like, eh, I don't know. But you got me at Grandma Werewolf. I didn't care. I was like, yeah. <laughs> click. And I think what I I was fascinated with. I'm kind of at their page now. They're from Pennsylvania, so it's not even yeah, not no. even LA based. And I think that I was really fascinated with the ones. Once I got out of LA ones, like Iowa, and I, I like these kids that are just doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, you look them up and it's just sort of like, I've done 40 uh, independent shorts. Of course you have. You live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You've probably done a thousand things. But they just came up with something that caught me. Grandma Werewolf. The tagline is a Thanksgiving film where a disjointed family has to come together, learn magic, steal a sword, and stop grandma from causing mayhem. <laughs> I'm in. I, if that was on awesome. Netflix right now. I would be watching Grandma Werewolf in a heartbeat. They already have five backers. I mean, that's very new. It was one that popped up on the new one. Yeah. They have 27 days to go. They're only looking for three grand. Three Three grand? And Uh, How was the percentage of it funded? Well, they got $107 right now. Okay. So, doing okay. I mean, for three days up, their friends are probably kicking in. And I like their um, rewards are every backer will receive a credit in the film for $1 or more pledge. Good for you. Okay. Then you go down. There's a poster and one. My favorite was the, uh, they have like a $1,000 package, which is like awesome. A poster signed, a digital copy, and five tickets to the premiere. (laughs) I'm on board. But every person looks 12. And I think that's what it was. was just the, I don't know, the gums. Like, he's directed over 40 shorts on his YouTube channel. I'm okay. That's, I mean, these are the kids we were talking about three pods ago of you doing your web series, but it's like, I don't know, should I put it out there? We were taught something different. These were the kids like, I made 40 things. They're on YouTube. So this is, well, <clears throat> actually looking at how young he is, he's about two behind us, you know, like, yeah. what? YouTube's the only thing. This guy's probably always had an iPhone. Right. Like there's never, there wasn't the phone before the iPhone for him. He's always probably had an iPhone. It's the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. My favorite those you go through is named Zachary Will. Go to ZacharyWill.com, the director of photography. Go to CliffShorey.com. Everyone has their own goddamn website. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. We have a podcast, and we don't have a website. Um, we have, you know, you can go to Twitter, at right. Because John and Rob. Uh, 
but they have a, the whole crew. They have, okay. you know, they have a sound guy. They have a DP. I don't know. There was just something about Grandma Werewolf. And is that what it takes on things? Or do I, I mean, for me, is that, do you need the flashy title? It's like, I mean, how, if I saw Mr. Church, well, I don't think I would I, fund I, Mr. I'd Church. Roll, <laughs> I'd roll right past that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Grandma Werewolf, I mean, it's clickable. You know, you go, Grandma yeah. Werewolf, let's see what this is about. And, and the it good thing... Fun. It could be really... It's probably really fun, you know? And they did... They put up, like, a little video of, I mean, just someone in a cabin walking around. I was like, oh, it's like Evil Dead. It's like this. So I kind of see where they were learning. Like, the movies they watch, you can see from this little short. And I don't know. I think, too, because there was a couple that had caught my eye, too, and I went to and saw the video. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And it is funny how, from when Kickstarter started to what it is now, it's like, you feel like there should definitely be better levels like, oh, you want me to present? Oh, is that all you've got? You get so, like, dicky about it now. Right. It's like, oh, is that all you have? Oh, those are your only rewards? I shouldn't be shitting on this guy. <laughs> this guy's making a film, right. you know? Oh, yeah, all, all incentives aren't created equal. Um, but, you know, it's even a, I think it's a, um, it's a big deal to figure out what kind of incentives you're going to do. Can you get those realistically to people? Then, you know, there's a whole... I don't know about staff, but in order to mail those things and get all those things together and to make sure you have a list of people, I mean, that's that's a that's a big deal, too. But that's how you do it. But I do like that they have a dollar one. You know what I mean? I like I've the fact really that... I've never really seen that one. I just like kind of like, look, I like their idea of it, though, where it's like, look, if we sort of have the cheapest one, we have a thousand friends. If all of them gave us one dollar, it costs nothing to put an end credit bed up right you know like oh everyone wants it wants our name in it done yeah i don't care yeah. it's a dollar and that's and probably because they have a three thousand dollar that's their projected goal yeah i mean it's like hell they go half if our town everyone in our town gave us one dollar we can make our film exactly so i just like that they want three thousand to make a feature i was like <laughs> i am on board wow three grand um i don't know maybe i'll throw a dollar and we'll put our name in it maybe uh why not but I don't know. I just kind of... Grandma. Come on. Grandma, Grandma werewolf. werewolf. Would you dabble? Like, when When do you think you would dabble into, like, an Indiegogo and um, Kickstarter? Right now, you're about to start a web series. Would you just do it now, or would you wait until you had something? Um, I think, for me, I think it's really important to have good idea of what I'm doing and maybe, you know, if there's some way I can get some cast or... Um, storyboard just something up mm -hmm. to where you know you could really see my idea sort of fleshed out mm -hmm. um, to sort of put that presentation out that's cool mm -hmm. short but like you get it and uh, generate some sort of uh, some excitement I mean there are limits to those kickstarters it's like like you said they had 27 days ago yeah you just want to make sure you don't put it out I think too early to where you go, oh, well, you know, now we only got 300 bucks of our 3,000. Right. Like if maybe you waited just a little more and had something more to say or mm -hmm. more materials, then people will get it and go, okay, well, yeah, sure, I'll donate money. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of money out there because, you know, people donate to pretty much all of these. Well, and I think, too, which was smart about doing a $1 is that someone write me, I'm just floating through. You got me by the title. Will yeah. this movie ever get made? I don't know. Am I out anything? A dollar. If I choose to go that low. Right. Like, maybe I'll throw them five bucks or right. something so, like that. It's like, it's five bucks. It's, it's a day I don't get up two coffees or something. Or it's three days I don't get a coffee or something like that. And Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, sort of saturate. Like, keep it low. Throw it out in the world. There's a lot of people. Right, and it's, like I said, $1, $5, it's like, sure. I would love to see these kids get a film together for $3,000. I'd pay $5 for that. Yeah. To know, to know that you assisted in helping people in Pennsylvania just sort yeah. of get a film going? Sure, I'll support that. Like you said, you're out, what, 5 bucks. I ain't mad at that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go in. It's like, I believe these kids. Here's $1,000. Yeah, I would have to know a lot more about these kids right. and their ability to make like if I felt like oh these kids are the I see something in this I mean I didn't go to his thing I didn't look at his shorts or anything like that maybe they're really good maybe I will and look and then it would be like 
you know what, I actually believe in these kids. Here's $50 or mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't know, because it's like I always feel that thing of like, I haven't proved anything to ask for anything yet. I don't know. Like, I mean, these kids have done 40 things, so it's like they have something to yeah to show. But there are some that have like, you know, I want to do this. I've never done this before. Um, okay. I feel like that's kind of a gamble on my right, end. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> but too, then it still comes down to I can give a dollar to him too and see, right. see what comes of it. Exactly. Kickstarter to me is sort of like how we felt about YouTube at that one time. Like, I feel like now I'm more open to putting stuff on YouTube. It's like, great, I want people to see it. But asking for money, I feel like I would have to be at a different level than I am. Like, hey, I own no. a camera. No, I, I hear you. Um, but, you know, put it out there and see. Maybe. But that, that's the thing. Why not? And yeah. that, I think that's what it is. Get over that. And it's like, why not just put it out there? Yeah. If not, if nothing sticks, doesn't mean what you have is bad. It's also you go to Kickstarter. There's a lot. I mean, it is a sort of untapped market. So everyone went out there. You know, it's like I want to make necklaces. Give me money. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, there's so many subcategories of what it once before when Kickstarter started. There was very few categories. I don't even think they had it set separate. It's like go to Kickstarter. Right. And everything was just like on one page. It's like, oh, do you want a desk? Do you want to make a film? Or do you want to make a record? Now it's like everything is uh, subcategoried out. Right, yeah. And it, some really amazing products are being developed. And like the really, the cool ones you can tell right away. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And then I look at the, uh, you know, percentage funded. It's like 1,000% funded. And yeah. it's like, oh, their goal was 100,000. But like yeah. they got like uh, 12 million, not 12, like 1.2 million or something like that. And it's like, how did you do that like yeah. how do you get that much but i mean those are probably people that are pounding it like really like yeah but these are these are like mostly tech sort mm-hmm. of like probably silicon valley people who find a way to make you know technology help something like a cool watch that's also this that also controls that you know some really heavy hitters are probably involved in the development of it and then uh you know people put a lot of capital toward that but if you have something like as great as the title is, Grandma Werewolf, you know, it may not get that um, that amount of attention uh, initially. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the spirit of, you know, Kickstarter and things like that, of how it's like, hey, I'm, I want to do this project. Contribute. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, incredibly, it's an incredibly small amount of money, but we're not asking for 300 grand. We're asking for no. three grand, you know? And you would think... Now, they have made 40 things, so I'm sure friends are like, I, I'm tapped out. Like, yeah. I've contributed to everything you've done. I've uh, helped you on everything yeah. you've done. So it's like, you think of 3,000, like, couldn't I, you can just get from your family and friends? Yeah, it does feel and, like a... And maybe you guys can contribute stuff, too. Yeah, and I, right. I, I'm curious of where they came up with three grand. Like, because yeah. it seems like they haven't shot it yet, so I'd get it if it was a finishing. Look, we put all our money into it, but... We're going to a festival and they need, um, what is that, uh, a DCP? Mm-hmm. We need to do a DCP transfer. And we, we just, we've asked all our family enough. You know, one of those things where it's like, right. we've done, yeah. we've mooched enough. Uh, the DCP transfer is like $200 an hour, so we need this, that, and then, then we're going to send it off to the film festivals. We'll give everyone a credit, but I don't know. just seemed like, uh, you know, three grand seems relatively cheap. But also, I didn't over analyze i just kind of read their thing and i was like i like your tagline i like your title good for you mm-hmm. three grand sure yeah um, i can do it it's great i don't know i don't know it's just it's still i'm kind of fascinated with all of um the kickstarter stuff and i feel like mm-hmm. why not you know uh, no absolutely it's just like invention and it's sort of gotten people to do projects that wouldn't normally do projects and and to sort of tailor it to okay well what can we do let's, let's put it on kickstarter because yeah, didn't like people like zach braff have used it like yeah. people that have had names which is kind of totally. crazy like spike lee i think has used it which is just seems so yeah. bizarre but i guess if you have that i mean that's how it works where for example we could roll back to something like kevin smith like i feel like he could do it and make totally but I, oh. he hasn't though but i think it's like for him i think i maybe even heard him talk about it once was that he feels weird asking fans for money mm-hmm. or something but with his core base, like if he had dollar one, he would be making. He could probably make a film now. Like, hey, we want one dollar. Put my name in the credit. I would throw a dollar. Like, sure. I want to see what you're gonna do next. No, absolutely. No, he definitely would. <clears throat> and I think he knows that, so he just doesn't want to 
it's like why <clears throat> you know why take from the fans when it's like i can have someone else take it you right. know it's like i mean i can find a you know a uh, distributor somewhere you know it's like someone will pay for this movie that i'm gonna make because yeah. i have my name still but, yeah he's that guy he's the whole he he talks to the fans probably more than any other you know filmmaker right. and you know they probably hold him accountable and he holds himself accountable and says I'm not gonna do that you know I I want you guys to come see my movies but I I don't want you paying for the production well so. it does seem weird pay for the movie now all right it's in theaters go pay for it again yeah I gave you money for this already right <laughs> why do exactly. I have to pay twice. <laughs> come to the premiere if you pay a thousand dollars i just i love to that with that was one of their things a thousand dollars and we'll give you five tickets to the premiere and i also like that it was five yeah like one even numbers even number kids five four five tickets i don't know um wow. I, i'm good for them though absolutely i think kickstarter is definitely a good thing i just uh i think i'm just fascinated i just uh i can't wait until it's like a nick cage oh, you know it's movie. coming you know it's coming I would pay. I would yeah. care. I, 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 my checkbook would be out. So thousand quick. bucks. Here yeah. you go. I know I'm, it's a big loss for me, but for, but a big win once you see the movie. That's just some, especially if it was his. I have an idea for a film. Oh, it's like yeah, okay. I'm gonna be directing, starring, Writing. producing, doing the uh, advertising, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fat suit, Nick Cage. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> judge, guest judge, Nick Cage. Oh, I'd be so all over that. <laughs> Order in the card. Order in the card. He's got the Thor, the the little hammer. Yeah, the, the, the Thor hammer. Oh, order in the card. It's like and he plays all the parts. Exactly. He like runs to the each each little stand. A varying way, a different yeah. uh, wig on He's each. Uh, glasses and one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's your problem? No, his voice never changes yeah, yeah. though. Oh, what's your problem? <laughs> oh. I still liked uh, him in our. Um, Yet to be picked up, mannequin oh, uh, movie. It's, it's just Hollywood Cage. That is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Byron Allen isn't calling us right now. What I mean, Byron? Call us. We please. have we have a um, mannequin remake with Hollywood Cage. I mean, this is this is big. Cosplay court. <laughs> cosplay court. I think he'd probably be more interested in cosplay court because that's just that's just money. Yeah, you go to go to him and start pitching Byron movies. It's yeah. like, oh, I have a, I have Grandma Werewolf. Nah, that's all right. I have a, this uh, upstrugging uh, a cook. Family dies yeah, yeah. and they hire a cook. Mm. I have a fat fat suit judge. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, what? What's right, this fat right, suit judge yeah. thing you got going yeah, on? Guys, come on. Give me the fat suit judge. That's that's more in line with. You want to make money? Fat suit judge. Do you think Tyler Perry will get into the court, or do they like him and uh, Byron have a thing? You can't do any courtroom. I don't I know if they. Do, have I won't do any fat suit hacks. But, like I said, Tyler Perry and people don't know he kind of owns TV or at least a model of it, like that he created. Mm-hmm. So he could do it, you know. Like I figure, if there's a cocktail party, say this weekend the Oscars, <laughs> there's a cocktail party somewhere. <laughs> Probably Byron's throwing it because he's, you know, yeah, rich, richer than uh, anybody. I, well, Tyler Perry's probably co-throwing it, yep. but they talk, and it's like, hey, so what you doing? Oh, judge shows, and it's just the bolt light bulb yeah. goes up from Tyler Perry's head because yeah. he's about business too. He's about oh, how can I monetize that? And he says, well, you know, I make a hundred million dollars a year off of these judge shows, just on checks, and I really don't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. May develop one here, but I mean, come on, it's developing a judge show. I think Tyler Perry would be in on that, totally. Do you think he had your moment? He sees uh, Byron roll up and his Aston Martin going. Wait, what is Byron? Yeah. What is Byron Allen doing? Yeah, he's gonna- like, I need. To, I mean, not that he couldn't afford it, but it's like, what is he doing? I got to know what he's doing because he's all about. I think world takeover. Isn't yeah. It? You know, or army base takeover. He's he's just about the next thing that's gonna get him some money. Like, net him a lot of money. That would just be awesome, though. He He's surprised. What was Byron doing in uh, Aston Martin? I need to go talk to him. Right. Whoa, what's this courtroom thing I'm not part of? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if he heard about it and heard, I'm sure, I mean, he's he's Tyler Perry. He's got Tyler Perry Studios. He can build a set, hire people. Like, he could have this court show up tomorrow. I mean, like nothing. Probably, yeah, if you pitched it to him today, being a Saturday, Monday, 
There's a totally. set being made for a two for a Wednesday shoot. Yeah, with people lined up. Yeah, I mean, well, watch it. What do you have to do? Build a court? Uh, come on. He probably yeah. has. I'm, I think Medea went to court in one of those films. That set is in storage. You know it is. And uh, so, Grandma Werewolf kids, Grandma Medea Werewolf. Oh, see, that's you, now. Now you I'm got sure. It. Then you can just boost your budget to three hundred thousand, and uh, Tyler might kick in. I mean, you're going to get sued. That but, may. Uh, well, <laughs> that's when Tyler goes, ding, Grandma. Yes, Grandma it makes Werewolf, like four hundred million. Yeah, but it, yeah, it'd be Tyler Perry presents Medea's werewolf. Yeah, and then you know she turns into. It. Hold on, wait a minute. Medea werewolf, I think might not be a bad idea. I mean, <laughs> why it, not? I mean, what? no, absolutely. Or why can't it be? I mean, we've seen all these films in the '80s. It's like not the werewolf per se, but it's like almost a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Like Medea drinks something wrong and then turns into good-looking yeah. Tyler Perry. Like, all of a sudden, she just walks in. It's sort of the uh, nutty professor thing. All of a sudden, she's just suave. The possibilities Uh, are endless. But you know who's got to be a judge? Hmm. Medea. Yeah. Like, that's who, that's what he would, like, the show that shoots on Wednesday. Yeah. He's like, you know, I I, I got it. I'll just do it. But does he do it, though? Does he, he does the pilot. Or I guess he doesn't have to do the pilot. He does the first No, you're right. I guess he'll get, he'll get. Because that's a lot of work for him. Does he just get someone else to dress like it? Does he hire Martin Lawrence to play Medea? <laughs> okay, I want to see that one. <laughs> and Martin Lawrence like, I can't even play Big Mom. No, you're Medea oh now. Oh, <laughs> my God. Martin Lawrence as Medea doing a job. I'm like, I'm quitting the job I'm about to get, and I'm just planting myself. Just fly out to what? Atlanta, exactly. go to the military base. Look, Tyler, I need one minute. I'll walk with you. Right. I just, you know. <laughs> Martin Lawrence as Medea, Judge Show. You'll have 500 at the end of the year. Oh. All right. Well, on uh, on Medea Court, we're going to end uh, there. Grandma Werewolf Kids, I'll, I'll give you guys a hey, shout out. And, updates. Uh, I'll keep you updated, and I'll let you know if we, we submit. That's Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Have a good one. Have a good one.